Well, we didn't make the playoffs. So uh, now what? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Exhausted. I, uh, I spent Saturday afternoon and Saturday night arguing <laughs> vociferously with every single TCU fan in the universe, multiple times, each one. And, and, and it wasn't on purpose, but that's what happened. I, I'm exhausted. Thanks, everybody, for making this your first listen. And, yes, I did just realize my shirt is the exact same color as this couch, which makes it look like my head is just popping out of the couch. I didn't realize that until just now when I moved my arm. I was like, you have oh. the hut-looking thing, you know, you know, where it's like your head – and it's like your head is on top of an extremely large coat. It's like the guy from Talking Heads. Um, so, anyway, Jimmy, um, we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, we did not. And it's – look, I'm like you. I mean, I spent a lot of time on Twitter because here's the thing. I mean, there's so many people – I mean, it's like whenever you have a take, and, and I think I blame Jim Rome for this. Remember Jim Rome, you say, have a take, don't suck whenever people used to call into his radio show. So everybody's take is either it's the best it's ever been or there's no chance and it's incredibly stupid. And really, you can make a case for Alabama being in this thing. It's they very finished fifth. I mean, They finished fifth, not 55th. Yeah. One spot out. It's not stupid to say Alabama should have been in. I'm not saying Alabama should have been in. I'm saying it's not stupid to say that. And right. that's what bothers me so much about people like Danny Cannell losing their mind and uh, Emmanuel Acho losing his mind. I mean, all you got to do is watch TCU play and you realize they're not really that good. They're going to be drummed, okay? And that's – maybe Alabama would be too. Maybe they would be. I don't know. But to just say unequivocally TCU is better and deserves it more, I, I just don't agree. That being said, Alabama has nobody to blame but themselves. So if, if you're an Alabama fan, you're upset, don't be. You're still living in the high salad days. So ease up. Let's, let's, let's hopefully go play well against Kansas State, which we'll talk about in a minute, and, um, and try to get ready for next year. The chances are, frankly, I, I said this uh, in the little mini podcast I did yesterday. Thanks, everybody, for watching that. That got a ton of views. Appreciate you guys. Um. I said this yesterday that, frankly, you know, if now if we had beaten Tennessee and LSU, which we were very close to beating both of them, um, okay, that, then it wouldn't matter about the SEC championship game, win or loss, we'd be in. But let's say we had beaten either LSU or Tennessee but lost the other one mm-hmm. and gone to the SEC title game. The Alabama I've seen all year wouldn't beat the Georgia I saw yesterday. No right. way. No way. So – we wouldn't have gotten in anyway. I think we would have been out. I think we had a better shot of being in in the position we were in yesterday than had we made the game, the SEC title game, and Georgia played like they played yesterday, and we play about the same way we've been playing all year, which is full of penalties, uh, receivers dropping balls, not getting separation, uh, unexplosive offense, predictable offense, defense that is not living up to its own hype. Um, I, 
I don't think we beat Georgia yesterday. And I, I'm the, I'm an Alabama homer. I'm just being I'm being real. So again, it's not the end of the world. We have made every college football playoff except two, except two. So everybody, literally every other school would trade places with us. So yeah, I mean, it sucks not to make it. It does, but I'm hoping that we beat the hell out of Kansas State. That would that would be awesome. And uh, I think we're going to have to do it with a lot of new faces or at least faces that haven't played a lot. And uh, that's just where we are, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, don't don't disagree with, with much of that. Uh, two things about the playoff that, that I was trying to make clear, but it got lost in a sea of just rabbit holes, which was I ended up arguing stuff I didn't even want to argue, and it wasn't what I was arguing. It's just two simple things. Alabama did not earn its way in. No two-loss team had ever been in the playoff. Alabama didn't deserve to break that precedent. Uh, Alabama had not played like they belonged in the playoff. Uh, this has not been a typical Alabama team. Uh, and there were two losses. So Alabama should be out, right? Well, what I was trying to argue and still believe and was arguing before TCU lost to Kansas State uh, because I figured they would lose to Kansas State. I was right about that. Uh, now, it, the game ended up being closer than I even thought because 28-17 and Kansas State almost choked it away. Uh, TCU is not among the best four teams. I'm 100% convinced of that. Just like I know Alabama has two losses and two loss teams don't get in, I know TCU is not one of the four best teams, and we're going to see that uh, during uh, the semifinals when they lose handily to Michigan. I don't think they're going to lose 60 to nothing, but I don't think it's going to be – a close game. I, I think Michigan will win handily. Uh, I, I'll say by something like 20 uh, and, and similarly to what Alabama beat Cincinnati a year ago. I think it's going to look a little bit like that, like hey, eh, blow them out, but it wasn't tight, you know? Um, so that was my point. TCU doesn't need to be in either because they're not one of the four best. And I thought this was about being the four best. Okay, Alabama shouldn't be, TC shouldn't be in. They're not one of the best four. So you guys tell me what to do, you know, because I don't think either one should be in. But then you, you couldn't make arguments for these other teams either besides maybe Ohio State. I could see that. They only had the one loss, and, and, and they look pretty good most of the year. So I wasn't really opposed to Ohio State being in myself. I do agree that, uh, man, they, they you know, that Ohio State team wouldn't have made it in other years. Uh, but I thought this year – they were among the four best, almost certainly. But uh, that that was my whole thing. TCU's not really good, uh, and, and I'm convinced of that. And I'll tell you, it's pretty good, Kansas State. Here's what people won't go back and look. They love to bring up the fact that Alabama lost two games and didn't look good in some others and barely won Texas, barely won A&M with a backup quarterback. No one mentions that. Uh, barely uh, beat Ole Miss uh, on the road. This is what – Nobody mentions TCU was late 28 to 10 in the regular season game and Kansas State lost their starting quarterback, Adrian Martinez. They lost their second quarterback, Will Howard, the one that beat them this weekend, by the way, a second quarterback. That's who beat them. They even lost him in the regular season game. They played a third and a fourth quarterback, which allowed TCU to come back and win the game. No one talks about that. No one talks about that Baylor led by two scores with four minutes left, and somehow TCU won that. They only beat SMU by eight. They only beat uh, Oklahoma State by three. Uh, they only beat Kansas by seven. 
But all anyone could talk about is, no, Alabama lost twice. Alabama wouldn't have lost any of those teams. Uh, That's what's so frustrating. And it is frustrating. But, but again, I'm, 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 I'm not going to blame – there's no reason to blame the system or, the, you know, people who got Alabama fatigue. I mean, sometimes that does come into play. Not this time. I just think, you know, you could make the case for either TCU – well, you could make the case for Ohio State, Bama, or TCU. And Ohio State and TCU went out. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm just not. I think it's – I think it's probably – it's probably right, and if you took the names off the jerseys and, I, and um, you put three other random teams in there uh, with the same resumes, I, m- I might have gone the same route. I can't lie and say I definitively would put Alabama in there. What bothers me is people saying there's no chance Alabama right. should have been in. That's what bothers it's me. It's a joke argument. That's a joke argument that Alabama should be in. They fit, Like I, I told literally, I think it was Walken or – Dan Walken, you know, or I think it was some, somebody I said to this morning on Twitter. I'm like, Alabama is going to finish. This is before the polls came out, by the way, and I knew it would be fifth. I'm like, Alabama is going to finish fifth, not 55th. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it, it's crazy. Oh, one more point. I'm a big believer to show, and it proves your point too, Luke. I'm a, I'm a believer in these analytics nerds. You know, nerds know everything. When, when COVID was happening and, and people from all around the world were dying, I was saying all the time, hey, this is really bad. It's horrible. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my lifetime. But don't worry, the nerds are going to figure this out and save us. And I mean it as a compliment to people who have like 200 plus IQs. Um, I'm complimenting them when I say that. I, I, I feel the same way about some nerds that uh, look at college football and they have these deep dive deep analytical efficiency rankings stuff. I I love football and I I understand football, but I don't understand their computer rankings because I'm not smart as I'm not as smart as these guys, but they have deep dive analytical stuff. Right. And there's about six or eight different guys that do this. Okay. So some smart dude comes along and he's like, Hey, you know what? If we did a composite of these things, it'd probably tell us a lot. I'm not putting any of the ways the eight nerds do this, but if we got all the nerds in a pot and we did a composite, we'd probably learn a lot. So I looked at that. You know what those nerds say? They say the best team in college football, this is how I know they get it right. The best team in college football is Georgia. Yep. I think they're onto something. They're, they're probably right about that. Second best team is Ohio state. I don't disbelieve that at all. Based on my eyeballs, based on what I've seen this year, you're not surprising me. If you tell me, you know what? The second best team is Ohio state. No, they have third. Alabama. Alabama's third. It's 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 Georgia, it's Ohio State, it's Alabama, then it's Michigan. Know where TCU is? Ninth. How about it? Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about upside. I need to go ahead and tell everybody about upside. This is uh really one of my favorite uh apps. I mean, I love upside, it's so cool. It's just a, an easy way for you to make money. I, I'm telling you. Um, I use it all the time. I use it at gas stations and I use it at restaurants. Now it's, it's showing me that I can use it when Dixie, like it's adding new places all the time. It's an app that you download, go to anywhere you get your apps and go get upside. Whether it's driving less, dining out less or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every single purchase. I mean this. I'm going to stop and get gas in the morning. I'm going to look on my Upside app, and I'm going to find out exactly where um, where I can get 
some uh, get, get upside cash back. And that's going to be the thing. And I'm going to go use there. Download the free upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 more. That's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 more using promo code LOCKED. L-O-C-K-E-D is what you want to use LOCKED. Now, I also need to tell you about LinkedIn. You know you love LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. We all love LinkedIn. I'm telling you, it's the absolute best. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then, all you got to do is go to LinkedIn Jobs. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may, and I bet they do, apply. All right, Jimmy, so, um, you know, we didn't make it. We're going to play Kansas State. What, I, I guess I, two things I want to do in this segment. What are your initial thoughts on Bama, Kansas State? Um, uh, one thing that you and I catch a lot of heat on uh, with, uh, with when we do this, we've been saying for weeks now, I mean, yeah, there are going to be some people sitting out. And there's some folks saying, oh, y'all are crazy. Why would so-and-so sit out? It, this is the new age. This is the new way of the world that mm-hmm. Bryce Young, I mean, I, I would be shocked if he plays in this game. I mean, yeah, not, not surprised, shocked. I would be shocked if Will Anderson plays. I'm not advocating for them not to play. I get it. I totally get it. I'm so, I would love it if they played. I think people are misunderstanding us. I want them to play. I understand, and I am certainly not mad at them if they don't play. That's what worries me. We're going to be having all these new faces. It worries me in the sense that it may hurt us because Kansas State's not going to have a lot of sit-outs. They're not. They're going to show up and be the same Kansas State that won the Big 12. But, um, you know, I like it in the sense that this is a great opportunity for your Jalen Milrose slash Ty Simpsons. It's a great opportunity for, you know, a litany of other guys that uh, may be able to play in this game and may be able to uh, to show out and get ready for spring ball. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I look at it too, you know, a couple of different ways. Yeah, we're not trying to – we're not talking Bryce Young and Will Anderson into sitting out. We're, not ta- we're just kind of projecting that they are. It's a prediction, and I, I hope we're wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm with Lou. I'll be stunned if Bryce plays, uh, partly because of where he sits in the draft. Secondly, the shoulder, right? I mean, we all know it took weeks and weeks, and the shoulder's finally a little bit better. And, you know, maybe you, you practice and you play in the game and it goes backwards or you get hit again. I just think that when you're taking in the first round, you're talking about generational money. Uh, I, I get it. I mean, if Bryce and, and Will, who are lock, lock first-round picks, if they want to sit out, I get it. Uh, and, and I expect it because – Players in their circumstance, most of them opt out of this situation, and I understand why. Uh, and it will fundamentally change Alabama. It will fundamentally change our chances to win the game. Uh, I think you'd go back to AM 
and sort of look at, okay, what's it going to be like with Jayla Milrow and possibly Ty Simpson quarterback in the game? And I think the the expectation needs to be set about there, right? I mean, because there's the hard evidence of what it might look like. But I, I do think that that's almost inevitable. Now, as to other uh, opt-outs, I'm talking about players on the team who plan to enter the NFL draft and therefore prefer to start preparing risk injury and uh, start to move to their new locations to train because the combine is less, you know, is going to be less than two months away from, uh, from the bowl game. Uh, and and that, that ends up being the biggest job interview of their lives, not to mention the senior bowl for some of them. Uh, look, if you're going to opt out, um, you know, but you're not Will and Bryce. Now I think you open yourself up for second guessing and criticism and, you know, we'll take it on a case-by-case basis as to who we might be critical of. But one point, uh, I hope Nick Saban uh, steals my idea, and when he addresses the team, hopefully tomorrow or whenever he's going to next address the whole team. Last time, 2019, we're in the circumstance. Uh, let me take the game. Jerry Judy, uh, he didn't opt out. He played in the game. He was dominant. He played one of the best games of his career at Alabama moved into the first round. And he was probably a first-round pick anyway. Let's say he solidified the fact that he would be a first-round pick uh, when he played in that bowl game against a really good Michigan team. Uh, Here's an Alabama guy who sat out, Trayvon Diggs, now known as one of the best cornerbacks in all the NFL. He sat out. He opted out. Did it hurt Trayvon's chances of playing in the NFL and doing well? No, it did not. Trayvon might be the best cornerback in all of the NFL. But you know what? He wasn't drafted in the first round. So who makes more money today, Jerry Judy or Diggs? It's Judy. Judy's making more money than Diggs because Judy was a first-round pick and is playing under a first-round contract. Diggs was a second-round pick. He's playing under a second-round contract. Judy's making more money. Who's the better player? Diggs. Diggs did not help himself by sitting out of that bowl game. And I'm not saying if he played in the bowl game, he'd have been a first-round pick. Not saying it. I'm just saying you can play in the bowl game and help yourself. Or you can opt out and who knows. But that's just an Alabama example of who who helped who. I mean, who would have thought right now as we speak, Jerry Judy's making more money than Trayvon Diggs, but it's true. Yeah, that's that's a great point right there. Uh, all right, Jimmy, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody about Nissan. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be, I'm going to say really the Kansas state uh, field goal at the end, because as soon as that field goal went through, I know it has nothing to do with Alabama necessarily, but as soon as that field goal went through, I thought to myself, self, we got a chance. Now, we didn't make it, all those things, but I did think we had a chance, and I thought that was pretty awesome. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what fills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available at NissanUSA.com. All right, Jimmy, there was some uh, recruiting news uh, while we sort of took a couple of days off. First of all, if you didn't see the quick podcast I did the other day, I talked about Ryan Williams from Saraland. That guy is a beast, an absolute phenom. Um, goodness gracious, I was on the field, and it, you could feel the breeze when he runs by you. I mean, <laughs> just uh, 
he's a special, special, special talent. And um, he's going to uh, he's going to help Alabama, assuming he sticks to his commitment and assuming he eventually gets here. Um, it's going to take a few years, but he is – man, I, I love me some Ryan Williams. But that's not where we need to talk. We need to talk about Sterling Dixon, who actually did commit to Alabama from Mobile Christian. Um, really good player. Uh, and he's a 2024 guy, though. So, I mean, Alabama getting some youngsters again, and uh, so that was some good recruiting news. Like Deontay Lawson, you're like Sterling Dixon. Uh, I know that's like almost like a bailout comp. Like it's so easy because, you know, Deontay played for the same high school staff, went to the same school, plays the same position. You'd almost swear they're like brothers, like Deontay's the older brother and Sterling's a little brother and they're just alike uh, because – to me, their games are so similar at the same stage. Uh, I project them to play the same spot. I think Alabama's talking to Sterling about playing outside, and and who could blame them? Uh, because Sterling had one game uh, in the playoffs where he had six sacks in a game, six sacks in one game. Amazingly productive, 178 tackles, 18 sacks, something like 30 or 40 tackles for loss. And that's just his junior year. Keeping in mind, this is his first year playing linebacker. In the ninth and 10th grade, he was a safety, which is all the more reason I love this kid. Here's a kid with safety skills, with coverage skills, who's now a pass rusher in high school who cannot be blocked. Uh, very similar off the field to Deontay Lawson. Great kid, leader, super intangibles. Uh, again, Alabama's talking about, about playing outside. I like him inside at Will Linebacker, which is where Deontay's playing this season. I think Deontay moves to Mike. Next season is a guess on my part. Uh, but uh, if you think Deontay Lawson, if you like him, if you're like, man, I like the way 32 plays, then you're going to like Sterling Dixon. Uh, very similar kid. Might need a red shirt year. Not, not saying that as a negative in any way. Just saying probably a kid that might could use a year, you know, in the weight room, adding some good weight and, and just uh, getting his body ready for the next level. Because, again, he he entered high school playing DB for two years, and now we're going to be asking him to maybe play in the tackle box in the SEC. So, uh, But I love love this pickup. Uh, I'm not sure where he's ranked now. doesn't really matter. He's a 2025. You got two full years of rankings. <laughs> or you got a full year, uh, basically really about 15 months of rankings before his class's rankings are finalized. My guess is he ends up ranked around where Deontay was, uh, you know, top 100, maybe a five-star, but but more likely just a top 100, which means a high four-star. Uh, but big-time pickup for Alabama. Love Sterling Dixon. And had he committed LSU, and he almost did. He, he And I bet it's not over. He was so close to committing LSU. I, I bet this isn't over. Auburn also has a brand new staff. They're going to make a concerted effort in state. Uh, I don't think Sterling's recruitment is over, but I, I really like where Alabama sits, of course, uh, holding his commitment. And then finally, Jimmy, we should bring up that Alabama basketball won uh, against South Dakota State last night. Nice win. They had a 20-point lead early, and then just like young teams do, they gave up the lead. In fact, um, South Dakota State took a two-point lead in that game, but Alabama comes back. They don't cover, obviously, but they uh, they get a nice win. San Diego State, I mean, South. Did I say San Diego State? I meant South Dakota State. They uh, they are not as good as as they were last year, but they are not terrible. And um, it's again, it's not on the level of Houston, Gonzaga, or any of these other games we got coming up. But it was nice to get that win. And um, 
So Noah Clowney played his butt off. Here's the thing with Noah Clowney. He's either going to make the three or it's going to be an air ball. There, there is no hit the rim, do some other stuff. I, I mean, it was crazy. He, his first three, I think, was an air ball. Then he hit his next four. Then his next one was an air ball. Then he hit his next two or something. I mean, it was crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, Brandon Miller still uh, – he did pretty well, but he wasn't playing as well as, as he has been. And we're going to need him and everybody to play top-notch come Saturday on ABC at 2 o'clock against Houston. Yeah, I mean, next Saturday is a big, big, big test. You know, it's kind of funny, and, and anybody can say this because it's the next game up, but Alabama's already got a win over the number one team in North Carolina, who, who I'm not saying wasn't a legit number one because they played for the national championship last year and returned four starters. So it's not like they weren't a legit number one, but I, I sort of feel like with this Houston challenge coming up that, that Houston's more like the real number one, like, uh, we played that team that was just carrying that ranking, but now we're playing the real number one in their place. They're going to be pissed at us. They felt like they felt like they got jobbed a year ago in Coleman Coliseum, and there was all that hubbub at the end of the game, and they were kind of mad and tearing up stuff. And I'm not sure there was a handshake between Oates and Kelvin Sampson. I don't really remember how that. I think that was the fake handshake where Oates shook hands with Air, and I, I'm it. it we might be running into a bit of a buzzsaw next Saturday, uh, but regardless, whenever you play a team as good as they are, it's a great measuring stick. It's a great lesson of, okay, here's where we need to improve before the conference game start. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, be a very interesting game. Can't wait for it. Jay Billis will be on the call, so that's cool. Wow. Um, Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I'll, I'm hoping to be down at the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Are you going to be there this Saturday? I'm probably – it's a long – I've got one of these families where I have like three or four different Christmases I must attend, and currently a Christmas was set up without my knowledge on that Saturday afternoon before well, – because why would anybody think that I had a football thing? So I'm not like – because I, I get that the casuals, as Josh Pate calls them, the casuals wouldn't really know that I had a football thing next Saturday. So it kind of got – so I'm kind of dealing with that. So kind of up in there. All right, buddy. Well, we'll talk tomorrow. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Bye.